four, three, three two, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Best You Nation. First and foremost, before we even get started with today's episode, I hope every single one of you guys has had an awesome weekend, mm. an awesome past week, mm-hmm. getting things done, making moves and strides forward. Before we even get really going, Adler, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, 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 people. Um, I hope you guys had a great week as well. And kind of um, to backtrack just a little bit, because last week backtrack. last week we didn't get a chance to do this, which I, I don't know why we forgot about it. But happy belated Father's Day to every wow, single one of the dads out there. That. I know. Oh we we God, completely missed that. So right, on behalf of me and Finn, uh, we apologize. And uh, we hope that you guys had a wonderful, blessed uh, Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. So that's the most important thing. Um, so let's, uh, Finn, let's start off with some housekeeping stuff. Housekeeping. Cause I, we do have a couple of things to introduce. Oh yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, I think it's only fitting that I allow you to do it. You've been doing some tweaking to the website. What's new with the website? So for all you guys out there, you guys probably know we do have a website. It is a place in which you will find our coffee. You'll find bios about who we are, what our mission is, and exactly what we're doing here at The Best You Nation. Correct. This past week, I've had the opportunity to go back and revisit our website, and I've really, I haven't really tinkered too much with it. I, I do tinker with things, but this- Slight upgrades. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it a slight, slight upgrade. upgrade. Yeah. Um, we have added a few additional things. We're, we're in the process right now of really revamping our coffee part of the shop. Uh, I've added a few different things just you know so people know like what TBYN Club's all about, what TBYN Plus is all about, uh, which we'll talk about um, in a little bit, just a little bit, just brief things. Mm-hmm. So see people who are new to this can hear about it. Um, but honestly, my biggest thing, and you probably want to know, you guys out there, including yourself, Adler, want to know why I tinker with the website so much. My goal as a digital marketer is somebody to, and this is on the outside of the podcast, obviously I'm a motivational influencer first, but here's the first thing you got to know is that it's about creating a fluid experience. And so especially if you're looking to become the best version of yourself, you mm-hmm. want to accelerate in life, you want to reach your goals, well guys, we want to make your experience that much easier and that much more pivotal. So this past week, I've had some opportunities to kind of revamp some things, add a little bit more, uh, more images of us, so that we guys can, see, so you guys can kind of see really what it looks like to be on our end. And of course, and I think probably the most important part is like we updated um, the coffee, um, the best brew, um, brought to you by the Best You Nation. Um, we have a um, some new um, flavors um, from different countries. So uh, if you don't know what the locals is about, definitely sign up and be one of our locals and check out some coffee. And most importantly, we have. Um, uh, I mean, I guess we can. We can. Do you want to like spill the beans on which countries, or should we just keep? Yes. It so we have been doing a, a lot of rethinking, remodeling, and mm. trying to find a way to really expound upon coffee. Coffee is a very saturated market. People know that, may not know that. Adler and I. Just a little quick backstory. We jumped into this because there's a few different reasons why. One of the main reasons, number one, it revitalizes. It's also got a lot of health benefits. It's been studied. Actually, a recent study from the UK really, really put an emphasis on why coffee is so good and why you you should drink it. And we'll talk about it on another 
another situation for another day. But um, yes, we have taken another leap. And this leap is actually probably one of our better leaps with our coffee. Our The Best Brew Coffee Co. has really has been growing. And with growth, you make steps, you make moves, you make strides. So one of the things that we've done is we've wanted to simplify things for you guys. We've had a lot of people, we've got a lot of feedback. And your feedback speaks very loud. I've been hearing a lot of, lot of requests from people and we weren't really able to do it in the past, but we've had an opportunity to regather our thoughts you know, and sit down and organize our beans a little bit more. And by that, I mean, excuse me, we are gonna be offering um, coffee from Ethiopia, which is your regular, and for all you guys out there who don't necessarily want the high caffeine, we are gonna be offering a decaf blend of our coffee, which is something Officially, that is- Officially, now we have a decaf, decaf blend, coffee. we've had a lot of people ask about, and uh, finally we have that, and then we have, what else? Colombian, Colombian. Brazilian, Yep. and we will have, ooh, this is exciting, you ready for this? Yep. Every so many months, we're going to be doing a signature special. We're going to call it a seasonal special. A seasonal special, which will be a rotated coffee that we will have available in our store. And we don't really know what it's going to be until the time that it rolls out when we work with our roaster. Yep. But uh, with that being said, guys, we have three main coffees from three of the most optimal countries but we're going to have a like a seasonal special that you guys will be able to try you guys will be able to get in your sure. favorite grounds or for whatever kind of coffee however you make it you guys are going to be able to get it now the only thing i will say that we are not at yet which is okay and this is just my own personal opinion k-pods are still not available i know a lot of you guys have requested that because it is simple but we also want you to indulge in the experience of coffee so we want to save you the time and the judgment of our coffee by giving you what's best because it is the best brew. And uh, K-Pods right now are unavailable still at this time. I know a lot of y'all have asked, but right now we're staying too with what we got. But I promise you this season and this time around, you know, you have to learn and experience things in order to get better. You have to try and trial, trial things and experience the sure. trenches of those tribulations. But... Yeah. We're coming to you guys on another level, 2.0. We've got some good stuff coming your way. So Try just our coffee. Definitely like be on the lookout for that. And do I know you know what day it is when we're officially launching all this? What day? I don't know. Do you know? Oh, okay. We're officially launching it for um, uh, next month, actually. So it's July like, 1st? Yeah, July 1st. So it's, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be the 28th, I think, 20. 26, It'll be the week of. The week of. That we finally get going. But the most important thing is, you know, and I know that this is a kind of longer intro than uh, most times, but we just wanted to give you an update with the website, what we're doing. Definitely follow us at um, The Best You Nation on Instagram. Uh, we um, have TBYN Worldwide. Um, definitely check that out. We have links to the website, links to the coffee, t shirts. And you can always have access to the podcast by um, clicking on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, definitely check out YouTube. We have that coming out soon. And pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, that's where we're at. But without any further ado, long-winded intro and everything, yes. Finn, 
Let me ask you this. For this past week that went by. Yeah. Name one thing that inspired you. Now, when I ask you inspired you, that could be a quote, that could be a movie, that could be a reel, that could be whatever it is. Just anything that inspired you for last week. Uh, let's see. Um, inspiration. So my inspiration was working along uh, one of my coworkers who is in nursing school and was having a rough day. And she continued to push through really, really hard. Because knowing that she's in nursing school and having all the stress from that, uh, she came to work with a phenomenal attitude and pushed through the day. And sometimes work can be hard. And I, and I don't want to necessarily use work only as this example, but the outside looking in kind of effect here mm-hmm. is that when you see somebody who's going through a situation in life, mm-hmm. like whether it's good or bad, and in this case, nursing school is a step up in life. It's moving forward, going through an educational program that's going to teach you how to take care of people on another level right. uh, and give you the knowledge to you know, inspire your patients. Um, I can only imagine what it's like and you knowing that knowing this you i'm sure in the back of your mind thinking good luck because like it's it's a lot and so i know she had a really rough week at school and a lot of stress going on and she came to work and we conquered the day as a team but just seeing her when we were cleaning a patient and taking care of this patient um she had the most utmost like attitude towards the job and sometimes i'll be honest there are days that are just like the job gets to you you know you you reach this compassion fatigue you get exhausted and you're just like man so that inspired me to like continue like sometimes i you know you think about it and uh i just was like all right cool this is this is like revitalizing this is refreshing this is this is good that sometimes when you're going through your most roughest season you still need to be as at the best that you possibly can be because the impact that you have on others that are also going through something mm-hmm. is absolutely just tremendous. So that's awesome. That was the inspiration I had this week. How about you? Um, for me personally, um, I'm reading Psycho-Cybernetics again and it just basically talks about like the human will and how you mentally um, can picture things in advance of them actually like transpiring or happening in your life. And it just kind of just teaches you how to um, prepare and get yourself ready for that next that next stage, that next um, error in life that you're we're all constantly seeking and chasing to to be at. Uh, I'm almost done with the book. Um, I probably have like you know maybe like ten more chapters left. Okay. But um, I definitely have been um, doing that a little bit more consistently, and especially last week I was able to. Um, I think there was. The, the, there's one part that I was looking at was um, it says uh, just, it's like a, I forget like the exact terminology or phraseology they used but it's like um, justified anger when um, somebody says that you can't do something and you get angry at them for saying that you can't do it and not believing in you but then you find a way to stay hone in stay focused work on your goal and you do well and find success in spite of the slight or in spite of the doubt. Uh, so that really stuck out with me. Um, now, let me ask this, Fanny. And this is this just kind of be a little bit more transparent and allow the audience to kind of know a little bit more about us. Um, what is something that you've done 
this past week to improve? Or what is something actually, what is identified, what is something to improve? To improve on this last week? Um, so a lot of people obviously know right now, I guess, summertime, right? And I think you and I both talk about this often. You've gotten to this experience yourself. One of the things that I'm working on right now for myself personally is I, number one, went to the doctor's office, got back, you know, my lab work, and it's not bad. There's some things I can work on for sure. I think everybody, you know, gets a little fear factor when they're yeah. waiting for their labs to come back. Um, so this past week, I realized that I, you know, I had noticed this already for a while. I just like really, really want to get into shape. And not that I'm out of shape, I could be better. And I want to be better. So one of the things that I started doing is I started laying out a plan and I said, okay, I need to start fasting again. Um, and I also need to really, really, really start counting my calorie intake and my macros, which is not the most important part, but it's essential for you know what I'm trying to do. So right now I'm on this journey for self growth as a from a physical aspect, and that being said, I've been trying to not trying. Let me let me rephrase. I'm not trying. I've been going to the gym more often. I've been putting in more time for cardio. Uh, I've been more proactive about my meal prep and also really just my meal uh, consumption, like what I'm taking in. And sometimes you know you. For those who work out, for those who don't work out, you'll see yourself in the mirror. And this is, could be a physical mirror. This could be a mental mirror. Um, I just I just want to do better. I want to be better at, like, I keep talking about it. And if you've, you know, I've joked around this. Like, I always say I'm bloated or I feel like, uh, I'm, you know, I've eaten something and I'm full. But the, the reality is, is that I, I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, I, I want to do something about this. I want to... Not not to be unrealistic, but I want to see my six pack again, like right a little bit, just be more defined, not just like a partial. And, yeah. and the reason I'm saying that is, is that you, I'm self conscious. We all have those moments. We, we've been talking about insecurities all season, so I'm yeah. just going to be transparent and honest. I'm a little insecure at moments, and I'm just like, you know what, I can do something about it. So that's something I've been working on, and just putting a plan together, truthfully. Um, and, and that's that's good though. I mean, like the, the fact that you were able to kind of like identify and come up with your own plan. So that's that's the first step is coming up with the plan, and then now it's just the execution part. Execution. It's just being consistent, yep. even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't want it. And I know you can do it. You just have to just stick with it. You got to want it bad enough, and you got it. Yeah, it's just being more consistent. Yeah. It's being consistent with my workouts and being consistent about my meals because let me tell you, sometimes eating a nice little thing, a little bowl of Doritos, there's nothing bad about it. It's just hey, like, dang, man, I'm not going to lie. Doritos are like one of my Doritos favorite will, like, snacks. Oh, so I, I'm, I'm weak. I'm weak Doritos. when it comes to Doritos. Um, me personally. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you, what about you? What something you that I, I have identified that I need to improve so um, I say the last week it's been kind of trying lately at work, and I, I'm not sure if it's just uh, burnout or just compassion fatigue or whatever it is. Um, the one thing I did identify is that my attitude has been a little bit more on the spicy slash salty side, and um, it's you know, and that's not really like me. That's not really my style. That's not something that I, I like to do. But like I've had some really rough days, some heavy patients. Um, to try to take care of and to make sure that they're you know alive at the end of my shift. But um, in order to improve that, I realized that there's one thing that I was neglecting to do on my way to work. 
And most times I'm doing a devotional and I've actually hadn't been doing the devotional as of late. So um, I've been able to like get back on it now the last like couple shifts or so. But it's one of those things that I, I, it just kind of, for me, it just gives me direction early in the morning and just to put myself in a state of just thankfulness because, you know, just to be alive and just being able to recite a prayer, that's a gift within itself. Hmm. So for me, I'm just trying to remember, you know, why I do what I do and like the attitude that I keep is, is the most important part of what I do. So usually I'm really good with my patients, um, like like my physical patients, not like my patients, but I'm good with my physical patients, and I'm usually a pretty good team member. I'm still good with my patients. I just haven't been the most positive, um, and that's on me. I take ownership on that, and that's something that um, I I will improve on. I will, yeah, no, man, sure. and you know what? Sometimes when you're doing a lot for other people and you forget about yourself, it's, mm-hmm. it becomes more obvious when you are at a burnout stage. And maybe it is burnout. I mean, I feel like there is no reason to be honest and to embrace that. I think right now, healthcare workers have been experiencing that and I, I don't wanna shy away from that. I know we try to, you know, be kind, in which we are kind, but to a certain extent, you guys have to understand, like, Healthcare right now, it's it's a good place, but it's also really tough yeah. right now for a lot of people. It's so it's it's just not it's, it's not a stat, stocking boxes kind of situation. Is you're dealing with people who are sick, and I think something we've been talking about just to, real quick, it, people have been much more sick recently in the last four or five months, mm-hmm. and especially in our emergency room, we have not seen our ER like this. It, it, this is the first time we've worked so hard in the summer. Most people are on vacation. The beach and stuff, but that's it. That's all. I just no, hey, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely something that we have to be mindful. You got to remember that, um, you know, our, we have to be able to, you know, have a decent, even if it's not a, a decent work area, but just to have a good mindset while you're in the work, because then it just compounds like whatever. You know, if it's a bad experience and you have a terrible attitude, then it just compounds it. If it's a good experience with a good attitude, it compounds it. So yeah, we just have to be very mindful of that, and that's something that I'm I will actively work on, and just to try not to voice as many complaints. Well, you're not alone. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who are going through this same thing. Yeah. So, and keep uh, that in mind. the last thing I want to ask you, Finn, before we get started, is um, what is one thing that you did for your own self care this week? Ah, uh, well, I well, it's it's I guess it's myself, but I, it's Cassandra and I both went for a massage, a couple's massage, and I can't recall. I think the last time I went for a massage was I was Cassandra and I weren't even a thing, we weren't even dating yet. Uh, this was back I think in May of twenty twenty one. I think it was the last time I went to a massage. I was going through a rough patch with COVID. You know, just had a whole experience working that. But we went on a couple's mas- we went to a couple's massage, but we we actually got to enjoy the amenities at um, the Hilton. And Orlando by Resort. we, it's not me and him; it's him and Cassandra. Yes. Just want to specify because you know, if you were secretly yeah. there, that have been okay too. I mean, hey, it would have been cool. Uh, we'd have had fun. It was a fun time. We uh, we we played pool. Uh, it was kind of funny because we were playing pool on the phone, like we were playing the pigeon games thing. Oh, okay. Send me a text. Yeah. 
And they're like, we should play this in real life. And it just so happened to be that there was an actual pool table. Okay, so we cool. played pool. There we go. Uh, so we did that. Who we, won? Be honest. I did. Oh, okay. All right. She, we we kind of gave up on that last round because I started helping her and she didn't like that very much. So, <laughs> but it's okay. Love you, Cassandra. Hey, you gotta you gotta hand her this L and say, hey, hold this for me. Well, I, <laughs> naturally you wanna you wanna respect your babe, Love right? you, Cassandra. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got to do that. Then we hung out on the Lazy River. That was fun. We got this, you know, just kind of cruise around the Lazy River. That's cool. Went on the slide, hung yeah. out in the pool. It was like a DJ was there. So it's just like weird because like. We live here. It was like 20 minutes down the road. I felt like I was coming from a different state. And we're on vacation. It was more like a staycation. And then, of course, and at the end of all of that, we went to our uh, couple spa, um, like massage time. Yeah. It was just so crazy because I went into the, like, the men's like spa room and I got like a glass of wine and I was in this robe and I was just chilling on the couch and then went to massage. Mind you, I'd also worked out. My arms were sore as hell. And I was like, dude, I got to... I, I, I'm hurting. I told the lady that. Next day, I felt like a million dollars. So it was just nice. Very rejuvenating. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I haven't had that experience in a long time. And just getting to do that with my girlfriend, like, there's just something about you having your mate with you. Because not only now are you both getting a massage, it's just both, like, this like, revitalizing moment. So... I don't think I've ever done a couple's massage before, so that would be kind of cool. It's cool. It's really awkward. I'm not gonna lie. It's very awkward when you're like separated because you can't go in the women's and the women can't go in the men's. So yeah. it's like it's separated. And I was sipping wine by myself, watching like a football game and scrolling through credit karma and making sure my like my credit had jumped up, which was super cool, and organizing my bills, which I don't recommend doing prior to going into massage. I just happened to do that. But she was on her side. She was scrolling probably through Instagram or whatever, like she does, <laughs> looking at funny dog videos and <laughs> sipping on her glass of red wine. And it's just awkward because we were texting back and forth. And I personally like having that interpersonal connection, like yeah. talking to her. Obviously, that's what we do. So That's but, cool, though. I mean, that, that's awesome. But what about you? Um, what did you do for so self-care this week? Honestly, um, what I did was um, the, the day that I was off. You worked out and ran. Well, I definitely, I definitely do that. Like it, that's just, that's just more of like at this point, it's self care and my greatest Routine. obsession. But um, it's a good obsession. I did uh, what it was a Monday night. I did a nice like deep stretch, and then I slept in. I slept stretch. in till around like ten o'clock. And stretch and stretch. We were in Milo, Milo no. with uh, Jim Carrey. No, oh, I have to show you. Later. We're talking about like, the the mask. No, no, no. This is like a, it's an old video on YouTube, and it's like it's Jim Carrey, and he's just being. I'll show you afterwards. But um, so uh, I was able to sleep in to about ten o'clock, and if you know me, sleep in. Yeah, sleep in. If you know me, I usually wake up like roughly you know six. Well, I was gonna say six, like but five o'clock on the days that I work, so I can work out. So it was really cool just to kind of get some time just to like sleep in and just to wake up and be like, oh, okay, I feel good. I, I was able to kind of like sleep off some soreness that I had from my workouts. Um, the last like, what, I think the last like month or so, I've been aiming to do like 50 pull-ups a day. So you do 50 pull-ups, like you do five sets of 10 or, you know, break it down or whatever, it doesn't matter, but just mainly just to get like in the routine it's of your doing goal. 50. Yeah. Nice, man. So. Well, it sounds like you've had... A very rejuvenating week for sure. I mean, it's it's been it's been pretty good. You know, I can't can't really complain. Um, you know, obviously the attitude is still got to work on it, but 
um, it's a work in progress for sure. Well, you're not alone, my friend. Mm. Not alone. So, without any further ado, guys, we have this wonderful magic bowl. This has some of the topics. Finn, would you be ever so kindly to pick the topic of today? All right. I'll read it. Since you pulled it out, I will read it. Awesome. <laughs> That's true. Touche. Um, this is the next so, level of the Battlesy Nation. You guys better watch out because your boy Finn is in so town. According to this paper, it says what is you just feel really freaking alone. Freaking alone, you people. You just feel really freaking alone. So that is the topic for today. The topic. That's so, topic. That's topic. <clears throat> Let me ask you this, Finn. Has there ever been a time where you just felt absolutely and utterly alone? Like, you just like, wow, I just can't catch a break. You know, God, like, you really need to come, like, you know, you know um, cut, cut me a piece. Hmm. Yeah, cut me a break. Like, don't, there's no reason for me to have to go through all this. Like, just, what is, what is the time? Yes. There is a time, and I feel like I always, okay, I would rather say it like this. This time of my life has a lot of opportunities to pick from. It's kind of like a blooming onion. The whole onion looks delicious, but there's like pieces you can pinch off and dip into that sauce. So this moment, uh, this area of my life. So this is this is a very common place I've talked about, but I think this part of the experience I've actually never really dove into as mm-hmm. much as I have about the main part. So what am I talking about? Well, to answer your question... There are two parts of basic training that I experienced. There's basic training, which guys, I know you've heard me talk about it. This was six years ago. But it's important to understand where I'm coming from because this does cover a very, 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 very important part of my life. It was essentially the starting point of a career, a life, my education, just everything in general. But everything happens for a reason. But let me talk about this real quick just to kind of get you guys a backstory. So there's a part of training that I experienced that... A small percentage of people go through, um, but I, I went through something called med hold. Okay, medical hold. Medical hold is essentially like a place where people of all kinds of background, as far as like, hey, you had some stress fractures from running, maybe going up the stairs, maybe you had some medical conditions, uh, maybe you needed like a you know reevaluation. You have allergies, you need a surgery, your appendix was getting ready to blow because there was a guy that was there with that. There's a lot of different medical reasons why you were put on hold. Okay, I was put on hold for for some paperwork that I need to come back to confirm whether or not I had ADHD or not. I know that's whack and weird, but you may think I do, but hey, I just have a lot of energy. Um, so I was in med hold, and I remember getting pulled out of my fifth week of basic training, which is our beast week. Essentially, we get into combat gear. We you know carry our gun, and uh, you just, you're in this like almost like a war zone-like simulation for like five days. So we were there for probably like six or seven hours. And in the first like four hours or so after, I think about like lunchtime, we were eating an MRE. Mm-hmm. They call my name. And you got to mind, like mind you, there's like 400, 500 people out there, different airmen and airwomen. And they call my name. They said, Foster. And I said, oh God, you proceed said, to the front. That, that aggressive? Yeah, because there's like 500 of us just lined up in our own, our flights yeah, we're all like stacked or like AR-15s, like, or no, not AR-15s, definitely not AR-15, M-15, M-16, M-16, it's like a military 
rifle during yeah. that one's called. But we tripod them all, and we're all sitting back to back to eat our MREs, and I'm like, whoa, why are they calling my name? It was me and this other person. We both had the last name Foster, but they said Foster from Flight 133, very aggressively, very loudly, and they said, make your way to the... And you uh, from Flight 133. Yeah, something okay. Flight 133. Make yourself, make your way to the flight tower. Then I get to the flight tower or whatever, and they told us that we had to essentially pack... I had to pack my bag. They gave me two minutes to do that. Mind you, I left all my gear at the bottom. I had to unpack it again and so forth. All right. So here's where it gets crazy. They're, they told me that I had to pack my stuff up, which I was scared out of my mind mm-hmm. because I had no idea what was going on. And they told me, you're going on the bus. You're going to go back to the squadron and you're going to essentially stay with a flight, a week six flight. And you're going to go to this appointment tomorrow. And I said, okay. But what I didn't know is I got put on medical hold after that appointment the mm-hmm. following day. That very moment when I got pulled out of basic training to be put on med hold, I didn't know what I was getting ready to enter. But the first five days of my experience med hold were the longest five days of my entire huh. life. I can I imagine. didn't talk to anybody. It's got to be rough. Dude, I don't know how to say it, man. I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. I didn't talk to anybody. And I couldn't tell if it was from a sense of anger and frustration because I had no idea why I was getting pulled out of basic training, Mm -hmm. why they would do such a thing to me. And obviously now I just look back and I'm like thankful that everything happened the way it did. But in that very moment, like you're 18 years old, you're like, this is about to be a career, lifetime experience. I felt very, very alone. I felt very, very alone. That was one of the first times in my life I truly, truly felt alone. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was afraid to, you know, make. I didn't. I, I wanted to go back. Yeah. I didn't want to be comfortable with these people because when you start becoming comfortable, then it's like I need to stay focused. I need to march. I need to do cadence. I have to continue working out. I was lifting chairs. I was lifting my edge of my bed. I was like, I was staying in my own zone. People would talk to me. I would keep quiet. I was probably the most quiet I've ever been in my entire life. Just Foster, are you hungry? No. Foster, no. I, I stayed to myself. Yikes. Stayed with my Bible. I read my Bible. I was in my own corner. I would roll my socks over and over and over again to the point where I could throw it through a window and it would break. But I felt so alone inside. I felt so lost for like five days. I think the only thing that really kept me going was knowing that I was able to go to church and that I was able to read my Bible and that I had to come with peace like in the moment. But I felt like I was in a room, like a dark, dark room, and I had a chair and a desk and a candle. I know it sounds like really weird, but that's how I felt. Like I felt like there was nothing else going around me. I felt very isolated. I didn't want to make friends because if I make friends and I'm going to become comfortable, I just wanted to get through this process and it felt like it took forever to get there. And that feeling is kind of scary because there's a part of me that's like, this too shall pass. Yep. But then it's like, no, realistically, no. So that's where I'm going to start because mm-hmm. I'm sure as we go on, I'll pick at it again. Yeah. So, um, what about you? Is there a time in your life or a time in my life where I just you felt just alone? alone? Yeah. Um, so, what did the topic go about? Huh? Where did the topic go? 
Oh, it's right here. Oh, I just wanted to see it so we have it in front of us. I think it's like right here. Um, yeah, here it is. So, anyway, um, for me, uh, I think it's, it was one of the, like, I think I was 19 years old. And that was probably the most alone I ever felt in my whole entire life. Um, just went through a breakup. Um, the girl that I was seeing, she decided to sleep with one of my uh, friends. Or, well, at the time, he was my friend. Right. And so afterwards, it was just kind of like, all right, this is kind of, you know, tainted. It's, it's you know, whatever. And um, I remember just kind of just going through, like, this emotional hurricane, like this this emotional hurricane of just like strong passionate dislike for her as a person and i realized that um now in hindsight i isolated myself i i literally just isolated myself because i had so much shame from that and i just didn't want to like you know discuss it you know and um the good thing well i, I guess not hindsight's 2020 but um, back then, it was one of those things where, um, you know, I, I don't think I dated for like a good eight months afterwards. I don't think I even like hung out or saw anybody. I just kind of just had to lay low and just kind of regather myself because you're, you're battling, you're battling the insecurities of are you good enough and why don't you deserve love and why why you know this person's leaving. Um, what could you have done better? What you and not fully realizing, especially, and I'm sure that somebody else can relate to this. If you've ever been in a relationship or been in a situation where someone's like broken up with you or you've kind of ended things, it doesn't feel good. It's you start to there's a certain level of like just insecurities that overwhelms you and come with comes with it. And I remember being in that moment, especially because I kind of self isolated. I was by myself in my room. On Friday nights, Saturday nights, not hanging out, not not doing anything, just by myself. Just I wouldn't even watch TV. Just very long drawn, like, and I feel like I was, you know, part of it's just being young and kind of immature. So um, that was one of the loneliest times of my life because it was one of those things where I was still affected by it, I was still sad by it, but the world around me had moved on, they had moved forward, and I just wasn't capable of doing so. So, what do you think causes us to be like that? What causes us to kind of be in a standstill? Because I felt like I was in a standstill. Mm -hmm. And just like you were saying, everybody was continuing on with what they were doing. People were coming in and out of med hold. Some people were being discharged, going back into basic. Some people were being sent home, like back to where they came from. But I just felt like I was in a standstill. I mean, I, I did my routine. I just didn't feel like time was moving. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the longest five days of my entire life. I'm not sure if this is something that like you can relate to, but... I think for me, when it when it, in that situation, the one word that comes in comes to mind of why or how or whatever is I had a lot of shame. I had an immense amount of shame. I can relate to that because one, you know, you have a quote unquote friend of yours that's supposed to like have your back, and then you realize that they, quote unquote, as he said, we're not friends like that. Which okay, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. But um, it was a. It was just kind of rough for me to kind of get past it all because, uh, you know, I just, in my head, you know, at 19 years old, I was just like, yeah, you're my future and all that stuff. And I, I think I, I even, <laughs> to add insults to injury, I even saved up a, a money for a ring. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, 
um, honestly, if I could ever, if I ever had to go through it again, I don't want to go through it again, but I know that um, I've learned from it and I realized that it's not that I'm alone and it's not that nobody wants me, it's just that I haven't found the right fit yet. And once you find the right fit, everything just becomes so much easier, like getting along, um, you know, getting along and finding, finding peace in your life. And that's the, that's the most, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I got from that, that point is I went from being depressed and sad and upset to finally getting peace. And it actually took, you know James, right? Mm -hmm. So my friend James, um, it took his mom coming at me. I remember this. Yes, and yeah. she, she, she flat out looked at me. Yeah. I was like sitting there moping and sad and just, <sighs> and so she, she looks at me and she's like, yeah, but you know I love you, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, thank you, I, I love you too. And she was like, you're weak. You are weak. And I was like, oh. She's like, you wear, you wear your heart on your sleeve. And it's not that, it's, it's not a bad thing for you to wear your heart on your sleeve. The bad thing is you can't allow people to have all the access that you gave. Once you learn how to master that, then you won't experience a hurt like this again. Hmm. And honestly, I don't think I've mastered it per se, but I've gotten immensely better at it. So to the point where it's like, all right, hey, I'm not per se an expert on this, but I know how to bounce back from any given situation, no matter whatever it is, or how tragic or how terrible it ends. So it's interesting that you share your experience with this mm -hmm. this girl of your past. I feel like when, as you were talking, like obviously I'm listening to you, but I just I start painting a, an image. Your the correlation between your story and mine. The only difference is that I wasn't told that I am weak. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that I was told that I'm going home. Yeah, uh, and the that's Air, the Air Force is like the girlfriend. Like yeah. I felt like you know, this is an I felt shamed shame. that yeah, I was like, not, am I not capable yeah. of serving in the U.S. Why am Air I not Force? good enough for am this? Like I know, like ugh, this is gonna sound so bad. I'm not. <laughs> I was one of the fastest runners in my group. And if you're listening, so you probably know where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is, people go to the military thinking that this is boot camp for fitness and losing weight that is by far not how the military works now if you're listening to this you probably make fun of the air force because apparently we're the chair force we sit and we're in front of a computer most of the time but their their physical training stuff is pretty rigorous uh you guys still might be laughing if you're in the military or have prior military service but on a serious note i will say that in relation to what you're saying about your ex or the girl of the past, essentially I felt, sh I felt ashamed that I was not capable. Like I remember having a phone call to my dad because I was at the meeting. I was at this appointment at like six o'clock in the morning. I went to go breakfast, marched over to my appointment and I had to call my dad and let him know, Hey dude, this isn't going to work out. Now, mind you, I wrote four rebuttal statements. Okay. I just want to point this out in my alone time. I felt like I was at the lowest of my low. I was on the brink of being discharged from the military because of something that they are judging off of just people who have spoken about me, right? Which is kind of like, what in okay, I guess in relation to what uh, James' mom said, people are going to say whatever they're going to want to say. And... Because there's no, like, you can't create something from nothing. So there was somebody or something was provided that was able to prove it, according to the, the, the military, right? 
And I'm going to be honest, like, it pissed me off for many, many years, like two or three years, right? Of course, yeah. I was frustrated. I mean, to the point that I've even, I've tried to re-enlist into the Army, or to enlist into the Army, and I think we even talked about this. It freaked you out a little bit. It freaked me out, too, but still thinking that was a possibility. And... In that alone time, I was able to rebuttal, but I got denied all four times. Now imagine, like, imagine trying to do something to better your life. You get kicked down, you get back up, and you try it again four more times, and Mm -hmm. you just keep getting kicked down because they've already looked at you, and they've already made this pre-notion judgment saying that you're essentially not fit for the military, which, that's their ideology, right? And the thing is, like, you have to look at the big picture, I woke up. I don't know how you felt when you. I guess your moment was when James's mom kind of called you out. She kind of gave me like a word yeah. Word. I had one of those at church. I broke down in uh-huh. tears. I one of my last sessions at church, right, on one of the Sundays, a couple of weeks before I was being discharged, which I didn't know about yet. And I started a prayer group with two other guys, and every night about fifteen minutes before you know lights out, which was about. Uh, nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. four taps goes off or yeah taps goes off we would gather together and we sit down at fellowship and weeks prior to that from that i met a couple guys that were in the group and we would sit down by this rock and we were tallying how many days we were there i know it's like some weird stuff you'd see like on tv but we genuinely had the rock we'd sit right outside the squadron um uh, cover and it was by this tree and uh, this rock and we tallied the amount of days I mean it ended up being a, a, like five months or something like that mm-hmm. four months three mm-hmm. months of just chilling okay. so awesome. we just had like we had to you had to find a way to gather so I had a waking up moment when I broke down at church that was number one you know and I think the, the worst part about like that feeling alone is that you don't know who to go to talk to you correct don't, you don't have like that that go to person of course like I have you know I, I definitely have like you know some friends and stuff that I wouldn't listen, but not all all my friends. Well, so are you feel like they're yeah, like you, I think you just said it. Like some people, you just know, are like not going to hear you out. Cause yeah, like come on, suck it up, man. It's gonna be fun, dude. Well, and this this I that's feel what like I kept getting. I think like it's one of those things where it's just like you got to be selective on where and who you vet with. Yeah, because you're vulnerable. One of those, yeah. So let me ask you this: So did you? Is there? I I want you if you want to share this. I'm gonna share. Where I had my openness, the person that I, complete stranger, mind you, complete stranger. Do you recall the person that you first opened up to and talked about where you were in yeah. your journey? Oh, of course. Can you share if you want to share? Um, yeah. So um, uh, my cousin, Wendy. Wendy was, was um, like literally my like living therapist. Like she would like, it's one of those things like. No matter how late it was, it didn't matter. Like that's the, who she is. Wendy passed in two thousand seventeen, July twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. It's actually the anniversary is coming up very soon, and um, it was she gave me the floor, and I respect her and I love her so much because have you ever seen Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling? Yes, I have seen that. Okay, so. All right, for those of you who have never seen Crazy Stupid Love, there's a Steve Carell's character, he's he's cheated on by his wife. And uh, basically he goes to this, you know, this, uh, I say bar, restaurant, place, 
and he has a whole bunch of drinks and he keeps talking about his sad, sappy, miserable situation that he just went through. And he just keeps talking about it over and over and over and over and over again until one day Ryan Gosling's character comes out and he's like, hey, how you doing? My name is, uh, I forget what he said his name. And then he, um, Steve Carell responds. He's like, oh, hi. Hey, is David Lindehagen sleeping with your wife? And he's, then um, Ryan Gosling's character basically responds and he's just like, Oh, David David Lindenhagen was your wife's boss and giving a whole bunch of intimate details about his story. And he's just like, as a random stranger whom you never met before, why would I know such an intimate, detailed story of you? And he's, he, he, Steve Graham jokes and says, because he's screwing your wife too? And um, he's just like, no, it's because you keep talking about this same sappy, terrible um, story of what happened Sorry. to you in your life and you keep going over and over it again and Wendy did it I don't I again I told you this was eight months worth where I just was like just depressed over it and Wendy literally listened to me for eight months and not once and I can say this on like with every ounce of honesty not once did you say dude it's time to get over it man and so there was a point in time when I finally did get over it she was just like Oh, thank God. You know, I'm, I'm happy you finally got past that because you, you kind of struggled for that one. And she was, you know, she just always, like, allowed me to just kind of go through my process, even though it took me a little bit. But um, she allowed me to go through that process and to mourn and to be sad about it and to try to refigure out myself because it was more so an identity thing. Because when... <clears throat> When you have something like that, there's feelings of betrayal, insecurity. Right. Who am I? What am I? I? I relied in this person so much, and you know, I believed that my happiness lied in this person, and I was I bought this ring, and I was planning on using it, and um, I don't know what to do. And there's a whole bunch of just the emotions that swirl, and I, like, I felt alone. Like I felt like I didn't have anybody. But actually, when I come to think about it, like I did have, you know, some support. You know, and like honestly, like Wendy, honestly, she 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 listened to it from you know start to end all the way through, and I I you know I, I guess now in hindsight I didn't even like realize that until you just asked that. Um, I opened up to her, and that actually made me not feel so alone anymore. So I didn't even think about it until you just brought that up. I like, guess that's. that's that's, that's kind of, I will be honest, that's essentially the reason why I was asking is because I know when I finally reached out to a complete stranger, mm-hmm. um, one of my good friends, uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, and he's a busy guy, he's married, he's got two kids, you know, living and making the money to put on food on the table and whatnot and keep the lights on. My buddy, uh, Tedder, uh, him and I, um, he came into... Essentially, he came into uh, to Medhold mm-hmm. for apparently having being being deaf. <clears throat> the guy is not deaf. The guy had an ear infection, but the military discharged him. And him and I became like best buds in the military. He was going through something where himself because you could relate through the pain. Yeah, he yeah. Would, he missed his wife. He missed. He wasn't really there to watch his daughter grow up a little bit. You know, for a couple months. And uh, it was funny because I watched this guy eat his food like, like at med while we were in med hole, you had like 10, 15 minutes to eat your food. So this guy would get like 
two cups of water, two things of milk, two things of orange juice. You get, which by the way, is if you ever want to try this, Crave cereal, peanut butter, and milk. That was like the dessert to go for. And then he would full he loaded his plate. This guy's huge jacked guy. I thought I thought it was funny. So we hung out for a while and at night we would just sit next like he we were two bunk mates and we would sit next to each other and we'd just talk about life, man. You know, it's just like it's like a, it's like your typical movies, like your military movies, like it's kinda like that like two dudes are your like best buds. We did EC duty, which by the way is like an overnight shift where you would just make sure that everybody was safe and you know everything was accountable for. Mm-hmm. We do kitchen duty. But long story short, what I'm trying to get at is is that we had a personal like issue that we were dealing with that we were able to bring to the table together. And like you said, I was able to spill my beans to talk about life and blah blah blah. And he would listen to me and vice versa. He would listen more than I did. I wasn't that good of a listener at the time, but I still listened. I heard him. Uh, we ended up uh, talking about life to the point where now we're like, you know, hang out once in a while, I'll go up to Georgia and go see him and his family. But um, it's the same concept with you and your cousin Wendy. Like, it, my performance overall as a person started to blossom again. I started feeling like it's okay. This is, this too shall pass. Yeah. Um, so that's when I really started writing my rebuttal statement. He's like, bro, go write your rebuttal statements. You want this? Go do it. Yeah. And him motivating me gave me the strength to motivate him. So he started writing rebuttal statements too, requesting to go to do another doctor's appointment to get his ears checked again to make sure that there's truly nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we just pushed each other. So our alone gave us time to understand the situation. And it also connected with a lifetime friend where we were able to overcome and break through. But, I mean, this even gave me the opportunity to become uh, a, a, gosh, I became, what's the name? There's the flight, there's flight, and then there's, oh my God, is it, I'm trying to think of the name. Mm. My element, I was an element leader. So Mm. my performance as a person overall I got selected as an element leader, which means that you are responsible for 60 other men, which is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if someone was out of line, it would fall on me and three of the guys in our dorm chief. So we were able to, I, it's like, I went from this guy that sat in the corner reading his Bible alone in a, in a state of aloneness and shame and, and, and insecurity and brokenness, brokenness and vulnerability to now, you know, being in charge of, of, a, of a group of guys and leading meetings in the mornings and getting the day started and getting people motivated, inspired. And, and, and that right there, like that all rooted from just being able to step out and realizing me sitting here and moping around and being sad and being frustrated because the Air Force is making a decision, mm-hmm. that should not stop me. Yeah. Which is the same concept like the girl, the girl of your past, I keep saying the girl of the past, because I don't bring up her name because uh, no, it's okay. Just out of respect, I'll, I'll bring up my name. I bring up the name of the yeah. Air Force, and yeah. that relationship made me a stronger person. In hindsight, I didn't know it at the time, but it gave me, it gave me strength to face obstacles, and when moments don't make sense, to still know how to break through that moment of alone. Because alone you, isn't you a, isn't the same for everybody. No, yeah, and and so like there's two things that I pulled away from like this alone conversation, right? One is that no matter what it is that you're going through, you're never truly 
alone. Like there's still always at least somebody there, or you may be a complete stranger like you did, or um, confide in somebody that you trust like I did, but you're never truly alone. Like you're alone going through it, but when you're busy trying to pick up the pieces and to get back to routine and understand and remember who you are and what your identity is, you're never truly alone. There's always somebody that's there to, to listen to you or to be there for you. And if for some reason, like, and I urge every single one of you guys, like, if for some reason you don't have anybody, just remember that there's always, um, you know, pastors willing to listen. Um, there's always counselors. There's always somebody there for you. You just have to be willing to get to a place where you're able to share. That's right. And once you get there, then you're able to express, get it all out, and then kind of pick up the pieces um, as they, you know, as they fall. So, um, and I'm gonna have a quick Finn Finnergy moment, like a Finn powwow moment, just mm-hmm. real quick, just because as we're closing this out. Being alone isn't a uncommon thing that we experience. I think more people go through it, which is why it's not so common, right? Because we don't talk about it. We don't have enough conversations about things like this. Being alone is a part of, unfortunately, the, of a journey of overcome, of or over, sorry, overcoming things. But it's also a place of realization because, again, like in your situation and my situation, there was a spark of realization. And what do you do now when you're alone? Yeah, you might sit in it, you may be pondering but you get better at recovering from it because when you do something consistently enough, you only get better. So yes, you will have your moments where you mope, you're alone and you're, and you're maybe sad and going through a season and you're allowed to do that. You mm-hmm. are, you are able to do that. But like Adler has said, it's that factor of, I need to talk to somebody and share what's going on in my mind and what's going on through my day. What I've been experiencing for three or four months, eight months, and it gives you a sense of hope. And then you share that with somebody else. Which I will admit, eight months was a pretty long time. For those of you guys who are thinking, like, geez, eight months is a long time. Like, But yeah, um, I, it was eight months because I thought that I, I found the person that I was going to build my future with. So that gets a focus. <laughs> The, the I, I thought I found the person I started I would start my future with, but then realizing that I you know I had to pick up the pieces, and I'm not sure if this is a stretch, but like um, I like to look at it on the bright side, right? Mm-hmm. On the bright side, this happened before we got married, because if it happened when we got married, then you know I would have had to go through an ugly divorce and splitting stuff and all that stuff and. Thankfully, it would be a lot harder. Exactly. So thankfully, it was a saving grace situation. Thankfully, it happened when it did happen. And the good thing that it also allowed for me to learn is that sometimes in life, you have things planned, you have things mapped out, and you have things on what you desire. And unfortunately, life can throw a wrench in your whole plan and ruin it. And now the question comes to, all right, how are you going to adjust and keep moving forward. And I think in that moment, that honestly was like the best moment for me at that time in my life. I was like 21, close, like 21 is 20 years old. And I needed to learn that lesson because that lesson that I learned from that, 
I was able to transfer it to other lessons in my life or other like situations in life. I was able to learn how to understand that sometimes things didn't work out as planned and make the adjustments. And even for yourself, if you look on the bright side of things, right? Even though you weren't able to be a part of the military, which does stink, and you know, I, I wish that you for the for you, I wish that you could have been able to accomplish that dream. But we wouldn't be. But there's a lot of things that couldn't. Exactly, be we wouldn't be here doing a podcast right now. You wouldn't have a new friend that you would have met because he would have been at Med Bay and or what do you call it, Med Bay? Um, or Med Hold. Med Hold, sorry. He would be at Med Hold. And you would have been still with the other guys. We actually ended up discharging on the same day. We went to the airport together. And exactly. We went one way and went there. They cried like babies in the... So you made a lifelong friend from that, that terrible, sad situation. You made a lifelong friend from that. Mm-hmm. And from my terrible, sad situation, I learned how to... Like, I learned who I was. I learned how to identify who I was as a person and what I was good at and what I was strong at. And to realize that I didn't need to codepend on somebody in order to exist, I just learned how to be me and to be okay with it. Oh, and well. that's the at least those are like the two biggest takeaways and like the bright side of your situation, my situation, and any situation that anybody has. Yeah, but being and just closing alone isn't always a bad thing. No, I think we've added such a negative connotation. Being alone is good sometimes for you just to clear your thoughts and actually have yeah, to really analyze. Sometimes it sucks, but you wouldn't have been able to figure out where you wanted to go had you not had the moment alone. So if you're looking at it from a different perspective, alone can be a very beneficial place, free of distractions, free of other voices telling you how to do it, what to do, where you should go, try it again. Maybe it was just one mistake. Maybe it was a a misinterpretation, but it's Mm -hmm. like when you can sit down with yourself and yourself only, that alone time can really, really be beneficial. As long as you don't allow it to be destructive. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, that's where a lot of us go. Because yeah. Because it's, it's easy to be in a sad state of mind when you're alone. Well, and, and so, and, you know, this is the last point, And then, yeah. obviously, we, we have to end. We, we can, yeah, go back and forth. But um, I think that, you know, again, shame is part of, part of the reason why we don't reach out. That feeling, that sense of shame uh, forces us to keep things in. And keep people at arm's length. Mm -hmm. And by us keeping people at arm's length, we are actually isolating ourselves. And you're isolating yourself, feeling like you're alone. But in all reality, you're putting yourself in that cage. And if you only would find a way to either reach out to somebody, whether it be a therapist, a pastor, a friend, a parent, um, a colleague, a coworker, whatever, reaching out to somebody... And having the tough emotionally intellectual conversations that we need to have, then I think that um, you would come out better on the other side of it. But human nature is our shame tells us one tells us one thing, and so we follow the shame, and so we isolate, and we do that. And I only say that to say, um, I have a friend of mine who's going through a, a sim- like a very tough time, and. You know, he isolated himself. But in all actuality, I'm reaching out every other day. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, you doing okay? Hey, you, 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 you know, how's it, How's everything going? But, you know, he's saying, you know, I'm alone, I'm alone. It's like, no, bro, you're not alone because I'm here right here with you. And, you know, even though I can't feel what you're feeling, I'm in the trenches trying to build you back up just like you were from the very start. 
and you can't forget who you are in the eyes of like it, it you know I, I think uh what what is the the i think it's jeremy not jeremy why jeremiah jeremiah it's a, a verse jeremiah 29 for i know the plans i have for you plans for good plans for profit to prosper that is what god has in in store for all, each and every single one of us so even in those moments where you feel alone, if you feel like you don't have somebody, you always got somebody. And even if you don't have physically somebody, you always have God. And that's my final closing point. I'm done. Drop the mic. Finish. Um, guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. Um, we hope that you guys have a wonderful, blessed week. Mm-hmm. Just remember to ask yourself this this week. Th- these three things. What can you improve on? What did you do to self-care? And what was the highlight of your week? By constantly asking yourself those three questions, you can start thinking and start developing that positive mindset, that, that mindset that is always seeking and ready to um, just be better and to be the best version of yourself. And that's what the platform is about. The platform, the podcast, is always about pushing yourself pushing yourself to that next level growth emotional growth spiritual growth financial physical growth, growth physical growth all of it so Finn's on his on his journey and he's doing his thing I'm on my journey uh, emotionally and um, we hope to come back next week and tell you a whole bunch of good things and bad things and just be extremely raw that's right thank you guys for tuning in and uh, until next time we love you peace